And welcome to another episode of Living Vegan. Okay, I don't know, girl, what's going on? Yeah. Oh, that's okay. Part two is going to be even better. <laughs> part two. We dropped part one talking about being respectful of our relationships. And regardless of what position somebody's in, um, people don't understand when they're calling you and asking you for an ask, what they're asking you for. Because also, too, when they ask you for an ask and they don't deliver, that's an issue for you, not them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And too, like, you know, you might have a friendship with somebody, but it's like, just because you know somebody, it's almost, I understand why people say, I don't know if I want to introduce you to this person because I know them from work or I know them from church but you don't know what that person is like in a relationship in the same way you don't know what that person is like in a working relationship or in a, a working environment, you know? So mm-hmm. That's a it's point. very similar to that. You're just like, I don't, I don't know. So now I'm just talking myself through the reason why people may not introduce me to people. Cause they're like, nice <laughs> enough. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> so now I get it. I just talked myself out of that in asking people what? to introduce me. So that's hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, but yeah, so I think that's that's a really good point because I think when we think about you know even with uh, fully raw Christina. Uh, she like to your point she may not have known what her friend was saying and or doing because I know for me when people are like hey did you get my did you see my thing on Facebook and I'm like eh I'm kind of <laughs> not on Facebook but I am you know so mm-hmm. and it's interesting because I think at some point when he came out with it I think the lady was beating her up um, because I think once he once it was exposed, right, she didn't come out. She didn't distance herself from him. Immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But, you know, it was interesting. I just stumbled across that last night. Like, it just popped up. I don't know when it happened. It could have happened a year ago. I don't know. It was just, um, no, because it's since she's been in Hawaii, because she did a response to it. The vegan news and the Hawaii house was in the background. So she hasn't mm. been in Hawaii a year. Um, so yeah, I thought that was just, um, I just thought that was kind of interesting perspective and take because I do think can be sideswiped by a friend. The same way you mm-hmm. could be, listen, if you could be sideswiped by a spouse having an affair, you can be sideswiped by a friend. Come on. So um, to say that you you can't is not true. So, um, but I think it all lies in how you deal with it, right? Mm -hmm. How do you deal with it? But I also, you can't, you know, where Sharon Osbourne got into trouble, she was just, (laughs) I mean, when she was spiraling Madison, oh my God. Um, I think, and I do think a little bit she was caught off guard, but... I don't think she should have been because the day before 
right. I think it was the day before, maybe a couple of days, whatever. She had been talking. To, no, it was the day before because she was talking about how this is her friend. I think this, if I remember the order. So the interview happened. And then Sharon Osborne that Monday, because I think the interview was like on a Sunday. And then that Monday, Sharon Osborne was talking about her friend Pierce, right? And kind of how he mm-hmm. is and he is stubborn, but she was saying, you know, he's all about the Royals. This is him. It's in his blood. It's how he's raised. You know, he, you defend the crown. And then all that stuff came um, about how he had acted on set. So then the next day, that's when she got cornered. And then, oh, yeah. And she, he was on their set? He was on, he uh, was an anchor on the, on ITV in, okay. in, in London. And um, he, he was, he walked off set. He didn't want to hear it when his black co-anchor was talking to him about how he constantly goes after Mark, uh, Megan Marco. So mm. yeah, it was just all of this bad. I mean, it was like crazy. Um, so then that's when, so then they come back with Sharon. Now Sharon's kind of set herself up, right? Because the day before she was talking about her friend. And, you know, she was kind of saying he's hot-headed. This is who he is. I've known him for years. I don't really think he's a racist. Blah, 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 blah. Then he just shows his butt on set. And now she's cornered because she's come out for him. So now she comes out trying to fight and defend herself. But she's not listening to what they said. She said they were calling her racist. And and, and, um, Cheryl kept trying to tell her, I never said that. That's not what. Wow. And, that's and, not and, what I said. Yeah, she said, and that's why I prefaced it the whole question with your relationship, my relationship, and how I see you on set. And there's never been anything racist about you. So anyway, that thing started to spiral. So I was really shocked when I saw, you know, the comments about um, them saying that Christina. I don't know what Christina. I, that's. I think that's the thing that got her in trouble was this guy with her friend. But what's uh, his, man. Man. yeah, yeah. And so then and then people were saying, Oh, she's got a black boyfriend and she prays him around. And I, I do appreciate the girl who was doing the um the review and commentary. She goes, Have you seen him? I would parade his butt around too. She said, Now y'all, she said, right there, y'all are just haters. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, y'all need to stop hating. Have yeah, you y'all you just fine. hating on her now. Because have you seen him? <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a interesting. I hate that for her because I I I wouldn't think. And that's the thing too. Like I give a little more credit, but then I guess you can't do like a whole blanket. I'm gonna give you credit because you're talking about being kind to the animals. Well, and she got, and then the other thing they dinged her for was that really got her into trouble. And then they said, um, I guess when she was nominated, they said that she promotes an unhealthy diet. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, going raw is unhealthy. Yeah. That's what they were trying to say. Yeah. That it, there's no proof that no, raw is healthier than any other eating. But if there's no proof that it's not any healthier, then there's no proof that it's any unhealthier, right? Exactly. So if she wants to go raw, 
Um, you know, and so they were saying she's not respond. That's not being responsible to her followers, and you know, so many young girls follow her platform, uh, and so many girls have eating disorders, and they they were saying that they think she promotes an unhealthy diet, but. I say, then don't vote for her. Right. Don't take her off of the... Right. Yeah, that's, that's not fair. Because we couldn't take Trump off. Right. <laughs> he, talking about, he might as well say right. people. He was so bad. Right? He we, was... Yeah. There were so many things that I, right. I can't even begin But to. that's what democracy is supposed to be. If I don't like you, then I don't support you. So if she's on the ballot and you think that she's not right, then you go do exactly what everybody did. You go drum up the support for the people who are good. Now, there was a guy who was like accused of child molesting or something. Oh, now, Lord. Yeah, yeah, take him off the ballot. Yeah, but take him off the ballot. Take him off the ballot. Like, that's just, yeah. But, um you know, her, yeah, they, they just, I didn't know that so many people had a problem with her. I didn't either. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like when you're in a silo, right? And you support, like, I feel like the internet or social media, it could put you in these silos, right? It's kind of like after watching the social dilemma, and I had a conversation mm-hmm. with my friend who was, you know, the, a 45 supporter. I thought, after you know everything that's happened I was like surely his eyes are open and he sees the error of his ways Mm -hmm. it was like I had the very first conversation with him like people were actually trying to hook us up and I was like no 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 inherently we are two completely different people I am pro uh underserved communities i am pro unseen people i am pro equity for everybody right especially underserved communities i was like so he is the antithesis of everything that i am and that i stand for so there's no way (laughs) forget about how we do our faith forget about that part like he's also a christian i was like forget about that the religion part is uh i mean the the political part is just as important as religion i know they talk about being unequally yoked but shoot being politically in two different spaces can like (laughs) that's not gonna work either so uh Mm -hmm. when i had that conversation that were like that they were they were she was an independent and he is a Republican. Mm-hmm. And oh my God, when they would get on politics, we'd all be together. It's just like, and then of course I'm married to a bleeding liberal, the tree hugger. Um, <laughs> and so girl, that's why I love big window. Cause oh I'm a tree God. hugger too. Oh my God. The tree, he's going to go hug the tree. He's going to go hug everything. He's going <laughs> to hug the grass. Blade. I'm like, cut it down, cut it down. <laughs> In the way of progress. <laughs> Hysterical Paula. I love it. I did not know that about Big Window. I'm so oh happy God, to hear yes. that. Yes. So can you imagine when we would all go out to dinner? Oh my God. The discussions would just be, we would be going so rich. They'd be they'd be rich. <laughs> they would. <laughs> 
I'm not kidding. Be two o'clock in the morning, and we would still be going. <laughs> I love it. I love oh it. Oh my god! And my husband just would be bleeding on everything. <laughs> I'm like, oh my poor baby, my poor baby. Somebody help me. I love it. I but, love it. Yeah, you know, and that it is an amazing that. And we would all laugh. Like, we would have moments where we get really pissed off at one another. But we could also laugh about how different we were. Yeah. Um, and, you know, thank God over the years we never lost that friendship because of that. But think of yep. how people can't do that. Mm-mm. Nope. We can, we're not taught really to do that, right? Yeah. We're not taught, we're not socialized to think like that. And I think if nothing else, number 45 showed us that some people inherently think if you're for something, that automatically means you're against yeah. something else. Whatever that thing is that you're for, that means you're against the other thing. And that's not what that means. Yeah. At all. It just means, hey, I want you to understand where I'm coming from. But, you know, I'm a huge advocate for what uh, James Baldwin says. If your uh, if our disagreement is rooted in my oppression <laughs> or the <laughs> oppression of my people, well, we ain't got nothing to talk about. You know well, what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm that's preach. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other conversation. Yes, yes, and that it is unfortunate because we, um, you're right, we're not taught that, and so therefore, you can't progress until you figure mm-hmm. out how to deal with it, and we can't, you can't just dismiss everybody. Yep. Um, and you know it's hard it's it's really tough and even like we were shocked when we found out he was a republican he's you know he's a black man and i'm like you voted for who right <laughs> it's like what how is that possible um but yeah it's um it's politics yeah mhm uh-huh. it's a tricky but, yeah. It's, it's tricky bedfellow. And um, so anyway, yes. And then that was the, the young lady who was doing the commentary. Her other problem, her, 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 I think her biggest point was Christina's never come in and made a statement or said anything about his their relationship. You know, she came in oh, and, that's interesting. and then she took the, she had a video with him and she took the video off of her platform, but then she never acknowledged anything else. And so that was just like really rubbing her the wrong way. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, I tend to lend, like, I am, I think the heart of me is like a, uh, an inspired uh, investigative journalist, because I feel like on most media platforms, uh, journalism isn't always responsible. Mm. Uh, And so because it's not responsible, and so many people are inclined to just like take a story at face value that you often don't really get to the truth of the person who's experienced that actual thing that you're reading about that's so good you said that because this is the most mind-blowing part of it all 
vegan news and they acknowledged it. They never mm. reached out to her. That's horrible. Yeah. And that's like yeah. irresponsible journalism at its best, right? Yeah. Because when you have a platform, especially I don't know how many followers Vegan News has, but I'm sure they have at least a hundred thousand, if not a million. I don't know. I haven't looked at their Instagram. Um, but and you don't take the time, you write a story that's really rooted in your real opinion. And you don't give that person an opportunity to really share their experience and their truth, mm-hmm. then you're doing a disservice to the community that yeah. is expecting you to do that. So they have 589,000 followers. Wow. wow. Yeah. And they acknowledged, they said they never reached out to her. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. And she, you know, so that part right there, you kind of go, whoa. That's just lazy. That, that's lazy journalism, right? Because you're probably paying somebody yeah. some money. And that's why not only it's not even just diversity that needs to happen, but it's like people, all people need to be heard regardless of the platform, regardless of uh, their, their followers. Like, but you at least owe that to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You Agreed. owe her that, right? Yeah. Like, and especially, too, it's almost like you're talking about vegan news. So you would expect people to have if you, the same empathy that you're asking people to have for animals. <laughs> I know, right? Right. I'm going to need you to have that same empathy for people. Hello. Yeah. yeah. That was when I when they said that, I was like really shocked. Like, wow. I horrible. mean. That really shocked me. So this thing got, I guess, pretty big and pretty heated. Um, you know, so wow. I guess you know the lesson of life is we're all on this planet. There is one race. Mm-hmm. All of you people who be walking around talking about races, there are just one race. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have different cultures and nationalities. Because God is so expressive, he can't just make one person one color mm-hmm. and one, one size. He made us just like he does the flowers and the trees. Mm-hmm. And so he expresses himself with people through all of these different cultures, nationalities. And he just wants us to be respectful. So I'm sitting here on my porch and there's a, there's a pine tree next to a palm tree, you know, next to a crepe myrtle and there's a fig tree and there's some, uh, um, there's an olive tree um, and they're all living in harmony together. Mm-hmm. How is it that we can't do it? Right. Right. That's so sad. That we can't figure out a way to be more respectful of one another and live in that way. To me, that's what being veganish is about. It's about if I can't be just like you said, if I don't have empathy and compassion for a human, it don't matter how I feel about an animal. Yeah. Yeah. It really doesn't. That's the part that's that's, and I don't know if we'll ever get because social media is not really constructed in that way, right? Like if vegan news 
first of all, I'm happy that they even admitted that they didn't reach out to her. I know. I that was huge that they actually admitted that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's huge. Like that's the publication. I'm like, let me submit my stuff because let, let me help you. Because yeah. you you clearly need help in making sure that there is responsible journalism, especially around people who are trying to improve their lives. Yeah. Yeah. And improve their health. Like you want to make sure, and part of our health is our mental health too. And how many mm-hmm. people have they dissuaded from supporting Fully Raw Christina because they didn't tell her story, like her truth, like let her speak her truth. And I can speak to that too, because I know there was an article that was done about me when I was in high school and I was nominated for this Presidential Scholars Award where they took all of these high school seniors from across the country and we competed in all areas of the performing arts. And of course, mine was dance. And they, um, a journalist came, a black woman, and did a story on me. And I remember my words, but she wanted to infiltrate my story with her story. And so there was a bit of like my mom was a single parent, but we were by no stretch of the imagination struggling, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't, I came from a one parent home, but my mom worked hard to make sure that I never felt like I we were struggling, right? Like mm. you know, we were certainly I would say more middle class than upper class, but we definitely mm-hmm. she she worked hard to make that those provisions for me and my sister and so when I when we read the story it was like my mama was on welfare and she was struggling I was like but it was a black woman right and I was just like how is this lady infiltrating my mother's story with her mother's story or her story like I don't know whose story it was but I'm like that's not true Mm. (laughs) and maybe that's why I'm so passionate about telling truthful responsible journalism like that that was so irresponsible and lazy on her part like if you want to write a story about your mama write a story about your mama (laughs) you would just make that well it's isn't that where we started this whole conversation right and that um a lot of times there's this broad sweeping statement that people are making about us as people of color mm-hmm. um, and then there might be one or two of us that they allow to escape that definition yep. but in reality you know they're they're writing this thing and they're assuming that all black people move and are shaped that way yep. and and then it just becomes this negative stereotype that they start portraying and it's really hard. It's just, I mean, you don't even know where to go with it sometimes mm-hmm. because it's so mind boggling. You're trying to wrap your mind around how to even have a, like you were saying, you would have never thought this woman would even represent you that way. So it never even crossed your mind. To check right? her. Yeah. To check her. Right. That's what I mean. Like you just, and when it happens, you're sideswiped. You're again, sideswiped. And so even though you didn't know her that well, but that is still, someone that you gave the benefit of the doubt to you never had an assumption that she would see it any other way than you saw it um and then she sideswipes you man in a vulnerable place yeah it does really then but 
girl, I don't know. Anyway, so I just had to like drop that this morning. Man. <laughs> I, when I saw it, I was like, oh my goodness, what in the world? That's is this? That's some vegan news that I didn't anticipate hearing. Yeah. But then you know what? It also makes me think about sometimes who's really behind curating some of these stories and their opinion about a person or a thing like where where does it really come from and I'm not saying she didn't do what she did or um, she believes how she believes or you know her ideas of what inclusivity really means Um, right I'm not saying any of that because I don't know anything about the story other than what you're telling me right now and you can see I don't clearly have all the <laughs> So disclaimer to anybody who listens to this, we're not saying anything hands down about Fully Raw Christina and by no stretch of the imagination because I still follow her. Like I don't even have the time or energy. You know, I was on that other uh, conversation and, you know, I think they're, they're continuing this conversation about this man and his personal life and his choices and I'm just like, you know what? I don't have the energy. I'm over here dealing with my stuff. <laughs> yeah. And that's the other part, right? Like you don't, it's, it's like, if you have that much time to get engaged in um, what someone is or isn't, that's a lot of, of energy. That's a lot of time and energy. And I'm trying to think of all these projects and things I want to do and get done. And I'm, I'm going God, give me some help because I need bandwidth. And so I just don't, it's just amazes me that someone has that much time to invest um, in someone else's journey. But, you know, it happens. And I think social media opens up that door in that way. Um, A perfect example is yesterday I was on a, uh, uh, in a room on Clubhouse and a troll came through. Yeah, that was your first experience with a troll? Yes. Welcome to the world of Clubhouse. <laughs> and, and, and welcome to what I experienced on that other app. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is mind-boggling. Isn't it mind-boggling, Paula? It is. I, I was sitting there just going, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I've had people, like, I've heard of people getting, uh, there was one room that I was in and someone clearly didn't want people to have this conversation so they ended up getting on stage and they ended up ending a room because whatever was being said they didn't like it and they got on stage and was able to get on stage and then they ended the room because somebody modded oh. them yeah so when you're on stage, you can end a room. End a room. You can end a room if you have spent enough time investing and in getting to know people and being in on certain conversations, and people moderate you. Uh, and then when you're a moderator, any moderator—that's why you got to be careful about who moderates your room. They could end your room. Wow, yeah. it's it's some stuff that I think you know when you're on any social media platform if you don't have all of the pieces of the experience and how it works you just don't know (laughs) until you actually experience it and so I had this morning I had to apologize to the girl that I started my generational wealth and health I'm like now I see what you were possibly experiencing 
on wow. the app, which I had that hadn't been my experience yet. And mm-hmm. so I was really judging her on, you know, how she handled a certain room. I'm like, now I get it. <laughs> Not that I've had that experience, but I know someone on the app who has. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, I get it. Like, I had to go back and be like, girl, I'm sorry. I know it's been a minute. Uh, and I, 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 I apologize because. Um, wow. Yeah, there's. I had no idea. I just, I mean, they came through the room and this room was on, um, this was a wealth room. I can't remember what the topic was, but they literally came through screening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you kind of just have to wait a second. And that was the thing. I couldn't understand how they got up to the stage. Somebody let them on the stage and they acted a fool but you know i think the reporting and you know reporting in the clubhouse app is you know something that they're doing and and i hate to say it and that's kind of the thing that i think they can improve on is that i'm all about including people so i I really think you should include everybody and sometimes you tend to not be heard if you don't have X amount of followers and or possibly know the right people that could get to the right people that could talk to the people, you know, like and and I get it. There's so many people on Clubhouse now that sometimes it's hard. I think the thing is well, I think the thing that I don't like about it is when you have twenty five people on the stage. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you're it's a it's just too long. And it also loses um the ability for them to have a very rich, robust discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, the best rooms to me have been the ones where there's probably maybe six people on. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I guess, too, the topic could matter, but it's where the six, six people who are really subject matter experts are on having and sharing real experiences. And then there are opportunities for people to participate but they can come up and give their two cents and then they can go back down. But it's, I mean, there, I, when I go, I go looking at the top six, like I'm looking through and there's probably only five or six people on any of those stages that I really want to hear from because I know they have the experience and that, and that can be tough, right? That's not always fair. Yeah. 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 Um, but I know I can't sit there and listen to 25 people. I got you. You know, because I mean, I was on one that was almost four hours. You can't sit there and like that's that's it's just exhausting. And you're waiting because you're waiting for them to get to somebody that you really want to hear what they have to say on the subject. So I think a lot of times um, people feel like, well, Riza and um, um, uh, Felicia Horowitz had her dinner club. She does it mm-hmm. once a month. So she had it on Saturday, mm-hmm. right? And it had to be 30 people on there, moderators. I was like, oh, my God. But the two people I wanted to hear, Riza, that dude, like, I, he's so deep. I just was like, who is this person? He was better than... Um, Riza uh, is actually a rapper. He's a, he's right. a conscious... Okay, okay. Oh, my God. He's yeah. amazing. Oh, that's interesting. He I would have to follow him. So, him and... Uh, uh, 
what is it, Deepak, Deepak Chopra, Chopra, were on there. Yeah, they were on there oh, out of, you know, like 30 people. Uh-huh. But the only people, but the only people that anybody really wanted to hear and all the questions were being directed to were those two people. Oh. Right. But you had to go through 30 different people asking questions of those two people. You see yes, what I'm saying? That makes sense. And it got to the point where Deep uh Deepak was like, I want to hear what Rita got to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I love it. I'm, I'm gonna go follow Rizzo. I was like, wow, I didn't know. But you that know what? Some like of that, that because Felicia, I think Felicia Horowitz and um Somebody else on the app, they're, uh, I want to, I'm not going to say that, you know, if you're listening. Well, I think it's a great mm-hmm. room. It's a great room, right? She has the ability mm-hmm. to get anybody. But I right? think she's so also she an investor lives. in the app, too, if I'm not mistaken. She, I think, I, I thought I've heard that, yes. And so she, oh, and, and um, is it Ryan, the one of the co-founders? Uh, Paul is, and Rohan? Was on there. Rohan? Paul, no, Paul was okay. on there. That's what it was. And Paul I actually like Paul's positive and, energy. He's so positive. Like I like hearing yeah. him talk. Like it's he sounds happy. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And I think that because she has she has the ability mm-hmm. to pull real thought provoking mm-hmm. conversations. And that's what she had done. And so everybody I mean, you know, there was Terry Crews, there was Paul, there was like, it was just a list of stars mm-hmm, on there. Mm-hmm. But really, we only, ne- we only needed about, honestly, maybe six people plus the two people that everybody really came to hear. Because when they were talking, you, you just wanted them to continue into their thoughts. Mm, I gotcha. And I, I really wasn't there for Deepak. He, I was really there to listen to Riza. I had heard that before, but once I heard him, I was like blown away. Um, and so everyone really wanted to just hear them talk. So I think you, that's the thing. I think you can cut those. Some of those stages don't have to be as big, but you know, but then you've got that, like her stage was so big and she has the ability to pull in so many amazing people. She had thousands of people in her wow. room, right? Um, and so, um, which is great because ever, I know everybody was speechless and the, the topic was on death. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And I just think that the really good, I like when people get to have yeah. a conversation, not just, okay, here's your thought. Here's your thought. Here's Multiple your thought, here's people chiming in with the same thought. Yeah. 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 Um, I like when six of those deep thinkers actually start to dialogue about that deep thought. That's what's powerful. And you know what? Me. And that might be something we could go to the next town hall and maybe chime in because I think she's curating her room the way a lot of people curate their rooms. And so the way you get a lot of people into the room is that the more moderators you have, the more those people mm. ping people in. So that's right. Yeah. Kind of a numbers game. And she yeah. knows the numbers. And like, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. you can't say, Hey, 25 moderators. I really only want six of the important people to talk. Everybody else. Right. Shut up. Right. Saka was, 
Shaka Singora was there. Oh, like, was a lot Shaka, of people, I was right? wondering. I... Shaka okay. was in there. Um, so the, the conversation was, it was part, like that room she put together was uh, amazing. And, and once a month? Um, yeah, it was, it was. Chinley does it once okay. a month. Mm-hmm. But I just wish there was a way, like, it would be dope if there were levels. Like, there were moderators, and then there were there were actually people who were popped up to ask a question. Yeah, and I think that that might be you know a, a better way to curate it so that you're saying, okay, like, sometimes you need people just to either... Because I think that's the thing, right? Like, it's an audio app, right? So it's not like... Mm-hmm. But I guess it's the same thing if you were going to any kind of concert or speaker, uh, you know, mm-hmm. TED Talk, like, as an audience member. But sometimes, too, like, you've seen, like, I watched Brene Brown on Netflix, and I'm trying to think, nope, she didn't. But see, at a conference, you're not going to have 25 people mm-hmm. on the stage because it's not, it's not logical. logical. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. You're only going to have a small group and then everybody else is out in the audience. And then depending on the size of the audience, you may have to pass your question yes. up to the front because they're going to scream yeah. the questions. Yeah. Right. So I'm. what would be dope is if there was a level that was between coming on stage and being asked a question. So the moderator could pop you in the room, not on stage, but in the question um, position, you know uh, what I'm that's saying? That's a good ask. That's then when you're done, because I think, yeah, because when you ask when you ask your question, then when you're done asking your question, you pop mm-hmm. back out of the room. And they generally do that. So you know how they do okay, that for some rooms. You know how somebody, if you ask a question, they could put you on stage to ask your question, and then they pop you back into the. Generally, how? And that's really what I. I think you could do that because right when you're in at a conference and you want to ask a question, mm-hmm. what do you do? You have two mm-hmm. options. You either get up and you walk down the aisle to a microphone that's standing there for you mm-hmm. to ask the question, right? Or somebody walks over to you with the microphone, allows you to ask the question, mm-hmm. and then they're done. You don't stay mm-hmm. on the stage. That's why the stages get so big. And you're like, well, who, look at all these people on the stage, right? Because they're all on the stage and then they're all trying to stay in that conversation. And that's what takes a lot of time. And then I was on one the other day as they were closing out. They wanted to go back through all. This wasn't uh, Felicia's room. This was someone else's. They wanted to go back through all 20 people on the stage and go, do you have a closing oh, thought? Wow. Do you have a closing thought? That was like another hour. <laughs> Like right, that's a lot. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, there's got to be a better way to kind of hand somebody the microphone, if you will, and then, you know, and then they're done. Um, so anyway, I don't know. Those those are just my thoughts and my experiences with it. But it's like a really yeah. good app. Her her room was amazing, though. I would tell you that. I'm gonna room have to uh, make sure everybody. Because I'm I'm in the clubhouse follow jail. Like I can only follow maybe two people a day, sometimes five. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. know what that's about, and I don't know if that's because I have a clubhouse that you know I've been trying to grow. And then I didn't even know this too. I just found this out that if someone in your clubhouse is a member. Like there's a difference in the members and mm-hmm. the followers. 
Right. He talked about that, that at the town if, hall the other day. Yeah, if your um, members do something crazy, they could get your clubhouse removed. I'm like, what? So now I mm. do like, like I don't what? even know. Like that's, what that's could they do I, crazy? Because I made all of my followers members. And I like, should I really go through 3.5 thousand people? And like for someone who is, so I see now why a plant-based community only has so many members and more followers than they have members. He actually said that that they're going to, he said it's going to be one number. That's what I heard they were going to do. Um, they're going to do one number and then he actually spoke to that. Let me think. He said something to the effect of it's working counterintuitive and to the way that yeah, they had it doesn't make sense. It. They didn't. Yeah. Um, and and I think um, you should somebody, also I, like I think automatically I shouldn't have to ask you and put it in my clubhouse subscription for you to follow me like that's to me should be automatic if you're following my club you should follow the person who started the club like I shouldn't have to go to all like now I think my clubhouse has clubhouse has about maybe like three point three point five members and two point four followers and I shouldn't have to individually go through all of them like, hey, make sure you follow the founder <laughs> of this club. Like, I shouldn't have to do that. Like, oh, it should wow. be an automatic thing. So if they put that number together. That's almost 6,000 people. So now I got to go to all 6,000 and be like, hey, make sure you're following me. It'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was saying that, you know, their whole thing is they don't want to... Um, they don't want to be the keeper of a lot of data. So there's just a lot of things you're not going to get and be able to do on there because that's just not what they were trying to create, but they are trying to deal with the whole follower member issue. He just talked about that at the town hall on Sunday. And I know there's another one because sometimes you can't get on the stage to ask a question and you can't, I think a new, I don't know how many questions she takes or whatever. So uh, I think she only has a Twitter link to her account, so yeah, that might be a good, a good suggestion, Paula. That living beginish mm-hmm. can offer. Yeah, I've started. I've started living. I'm, I'm started listening to his town halls mm-hmm. that they do, um, the clubhouse town halls, and they're actually mm-hmm. really good. Um, and kind of see how they're growing with the app and how it's changing. So I don't know why Lynette was not on this morning on Daily Dish. Um, it did not come on. And I went out there and I looked and she hadn't even been online mm. for like 17 hours. So I don't I know if she's like something okay. happened this morning, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because she doesn't, you know, there's no one to fill in for her if she's not there because she's the only moderator of that. So I don't know. And I was on yesterday and she didn't say like, oh, I'm not going to be on tomorrow or anything, or at least I didn't catch that. So um, I don't know what happened. Mm, Okay. Um, What was I going to ask you? Um, I forgot what I was going to ask you. Oh, yeah. Did we do a a Living Vegan-ish Clubhouse 
No, we did it under wellness. Oh, okay, okay. Under her. Her. So we did a clubhouse under yeah. her. Oh, we did room a room under, under her. her. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Got yeah. you. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you can do a club under it's a club. A room. It's, a, it's, a, okay. it's a room and a club. No, I think that makes yeah. way more sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. It really does. So we're not. I think that's a good place for us mm-hmm. to play and grow. So um, at any point in time, we want to move out from under mm-hmm. it. We can. Um, Yay! Yeah. Uh, we have. <laughs> so we'll I know. I love this conversation. We we were. We are wrapping it up. And uh, for those who are listening, thank you so much for listening to uh, Living Vegan. It's the second part. I feel like it was all yeah. Clubhouse. Part two was part two. mostly Clubhouse. <laughs> it was all Clubhouse. Yeah, so you have to go out and follow us yes, on Clubhouse. Follow us for on sure. Clubhouse. And uh, yeah. thank you guys for listening. Yeah. And uh, this has been another episode of Living Veganish, yes. our plant-based journey with me, Madison mm-hmm. Chase, and my sister, friend, Pamela <laughs> Bryant-Ellis. <laughs> if you want to know what that means, you have to listen to part one of this podcast. <laughs> yes, Pamela. Uh, you are yes. Funny. Yes. All right. You love. too, Paula. Have a great day. Hey everybody, it's Paula Brian Ellis and I'm Madison Chase and welcome to another episode of Living Vegan.